Hola, and welcome to this week's Dirty Tackle, your viciously light-hearted take on the world of football. And this week's show is broadcast to you from sunny Seville. It may be a weekend of FA Cup action, with managerial changes aplenty back in Blighty, but this week's big news is God Amongst Men, David Beckham, gracing the international stage in an exhibition match against some other team. Global superstar Beckham's record-breaking performance saw him win an unprecedented 108th cap, eclipsing Peter Shilton's 125 less impressive caps in an achievement so special that the late, great Bobby Moore will surely be turning with joy. As we may have mentioned, there was a match played to commemorate Beckham's cap, and we can cross over to our pitch-side reporter, Malvin Pye, who was at the game for Dirty Tackle. Hello Melvin, can you hear us? Hello Sam, pleased to be with you. How would you describe England's performance and uh, did the absence of key players affect the team at all? Yes, the absence really did hurt the team, but David Beckham was introduced at half time. England conceded a sloppy goal in the first half, so should England's defence have coped better with the threat posed to them? Well, David wasn't even on the pitch, so he can't really share any of the blame for that. But he kept his head up and stayed focused, and he was really warming up well after the goal. And how did England fare with the infamous partisan atmosphere? Yes, Sam, Beckham received a rapturous reception from his adoring fans. They were all very animated in expressing their gratitude for their hero, shaking their fists in a traditional Spanish greeting. Right, other than David's milestone, what were the other highlights of the game? Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry there Sam, I, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't quite understand the question. Okay, right, we'll move on. Did Carrick and Barry continue to operate effectively as a midfield partnership? Um, d- d- David, uh, David Beckham? Thanks, Melvin. Um, we'll leave it there. So, not even Beckham's majestic presence could lift a woeful England. The modern, impatient football fan will surely be calling for Capello to be sacked after those England players' performances, alerting interim managers worldwide. Temporary managers are the new in-thing this spring, as fashionable premiership clubs look to update their managerial wardrobes this season. Humble nervebag Chris Hewton begins to fear for his health after he is appointed Newcastle's interim manager. And a new head coach is appointed to share his wealth of global footballing experience. After winning a treble with PSV Eindhoven, achieving two fourth-place World Cup finishes with South Korea and Holland, a semi-final appearance with Russia at Euro 2008 and spells at Valencia and Real Madrid. Colin Calderwood begins work at Newcastle. Uh, oh, sorry, I was reading the wrong piece of paper there. Oh, here we go. After being sacked by Championship Club Nottingham Forest, Colin Calderwood begins work at Newcastle. Roman Abramovich, as BBC's Garth Crooks inexplicably renamed him, wrote his latest flavour of the month into his oil-fuelled fairy tale to instantly engineer Premier and Champions League glory for Chelsea before slaying the dragon, rescuing Princess Gertrude and thus deciding the inevitable fate of mankind. 
and managerial minnow Paul Hart took the helm at rudderless Portsmouth. The tides have turned at Fratton Port as the new skipper attempted to haul the defensive wreckage from the seabed in the weekend's only Premier League match. Facing the jaws of relegation, Portsmouth harpooned Man City with two late goals in a fishy 2-0 win. Hart's downtrodden predecessor, Tony Adams, learnt of his sacking at his five-year-old's birthday party. In spite of the setback, onlookers said Adams managed to regain his composure and finish his clown routine. Accusations of the FA Cup's lack of importance amongst Premier and Championship sides re-emerged as four ties concluded with the teams involved failing in their attempts to get eliminated. The highlight of those drawn games was a plucky performance by Coventry City as they came from behind to lead Blackburn at Ewood Park. Michael Doyle scoring thanks to a deflection off a very well-dressed Christopher Samba. As ITV pundit Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank noted, and unfortunately he hits his tie and, and goes over the keeper. Stylish Samba made amends with a smart strike to stop City catwalking into the next round and grooming his team for a replay at the Rico. At Vicarage Road, Lampard inevitably came out on the winning team as Frank Jr's Chelsea won 3-1 at Frank Senior's Watford thanks to a scruffy hat-trick from once-away wonder Nicholas Anelka. In an alternative opening to a cup match, an early penalty shootout failed to separate Everton and Aston Villa, before resulting to a 90-minute match to conclude the tie, with the Toffees chewing their way to a 3-1 win. Once again, the excellent Jim Beglin salvaged an otherwise charmless presentation of ITV FA Cup action. Manchester United ravished Brian Clough's Derby County by four goals to one, as backup keeper Ben Foster ended Edwin van der Sar's clean sheet record. Unlucky Edwin. Paolo Wontrop returned to haunt his old team, Derby County. The lanky striker sealed the victory from beneath his Danny Welbeck disguise. In all seriousness, at this early stage in his career, Welbeck looks a real talent. But then, that's what we said about the gangly Costa Rican, affectionately known as Mr Tickle by fellow pros. Another promising youngster, Darren Gibson, performed well in a rare start during United's triumph. Sunderland, Middlesbrough or Blackburn fans can look forward to seeing Gibson closer up in years to come after inevitably being squeezed out of the Manchester United team by more exotic names. In the studio, Teddy Sheringham seemed more concerned about what was happening on the floor whilst delivering his analysis. Perhaps fearful of rumours that looking into antique presenter Steve Ryder's eyes will turn him instantly to stone. Brian Clough's son was jubilant that Derby earned a replay at Old Trafford after the indecisive officials again changed their minds, ruling Manchester United's last three goals offside hours after the match had finished. Commentator Peter Drury's prediction of a confused FA Cup draw proved correct. Sinister Pixie King Jim Rosenthal began proceedings by rearranging Coventry's FA Cup replay to the Emirates against much tougher opposition. Media rumour mongers will be relieved that Graham Sunez finally gets a job, drawing the away ties in the quarter-final draw. Uncharacteristically, Sunez saw the job out to its conclusion, despite friction between himself and a disgruntled ball number six. Sheffield United or Hull meet Cardiff 
or Arsenal or Burnley or whoever else decides to turn up in the round's first open invitational match. When asked about his team's performance this weekend, Arsene Wenger replied, I didn't see it. After overwhelming listeners' response, you'll both be pleased to hear that our suggestions to improve the game feature returns, and this week we're appealing for British broadcasters to broaden their footballing horizons by showing a degree of interest in quality overseas competition and embracing the global game for its truest natural qualities. An approach clearly not shared by the BBC in their screening of this weekend's Milan derby. Forgetting the rich tradition of the clash and the world-class players on display, in a cheap marketing ploy they build the match as Beckham versus Mourinho, despite there being no history between the two individuals whatsoever. Predictably, this week's predictions rounds up another predictable dirty tackle. Our three main predictions to become true facts staring you in the face by this time next week are... After initial success with interim managers, we predict premiership teams to begin changing manager every six games in order to benefit from the honeymoon period effect. AC Milan to ask club legend Paolo Maldini to retire quietly so as to not overshadow David Beckham's high-profile switch to the San Siro. And frictions to begin early in the relationship between Goose Hiddink and Roman Abramovich as the Chelsea owner gets cold feet due to the temporary manager's invasion of his domain after Hiddink leaves his toothbrush in Roman's private bathroom. That'll be the final whistle. It's Buenos Dias, Mucho Gusto and Café con Leche from the sunbeds here in Spain. The Dirty Tackle team are off to enjoy the finest delicacies the region has to offer. A traditional Spanish fry-up at Barry's Greasy Spoon and a refreshing pint of stouts from McGuigan's. I'm Samuel Della Green. Dirty Tackle is co-written by Senor Fildinho and we're supporting Al Hijo de Football Fancast. Arriba, Vedaci!